Hello everyone, welcome back to the Damn Your Tall Podcast. How you doing? I am one of your hosts, Felicia, aka VVJ, along with Graham, aka Sir Reads A Lot. Yes, I know. Still haven't came up with anything new because I haven't actually been trying. But yes, it is a new week and we have a, we had a fun, fun day as we're recording. This is going to be like a week after from yesterday. So we'll, we'll tell you about that story we had yesterday. <laughs> With the car, but let's start off with something a little light. It's NCA March Madness. Woo! You're, you're supposed to woo. I, I mean, I filled out some brackets with like thought and stuff. That's about as much wooing as I'm gonna do. Yeah, his actual job had like you can win 250 bucks, but I think your men's bracket is bad. Have you checked on the women? Yes, my women's bracket is well. It depends. The one for us is doing ter- is doing terribly. The one for my job is doing great. Oh, that's good. Hey, 250 bucks. Woo! But yes, my men's bracket is terrible. I, I honestly, I don't, I haven't watched any college basketball. <laughs> like, it's not, I don't know. I just don't feel like watching it. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I was like, I don't even know who's supposed to be good, bad. You know, of course, everything. You play the game. Because, you know, that's the whole point of it is to be like, hey, a 16 seed could be the number one seed. And it's already had a few upsets lately. Like, My men's bracket was based entirely around the concept that whoever was ranked higher would win. And so far, it's not doing very well. Actually, no, I don't know. It's got most of the Sweet 16 right. At least those guys coming out of the top left and the bottom left. Okay, yeah, I stopped tracking men's. I was like, okay, you know, it's it's done. <laughs> That's because I started out pretty good, and then it just. Bleh. I was very upset that WRST, which I assume is the college name, is worst. Um, they got knocked out really early, but they were one of the ones that had to play a game to get on the on the bracket. But it was WRST, so I was like, worst. They're going all the way, and they didn't even beat Arizona, which I guess Arizona's ranked one, so maybe that was a bad expectation. Okay. Um. The WRST team is right state, not worst. WRST. That's, that's, uh, I, I stand by my opinion. Anyway, yeah, so my men's bracket is, I stopped. <laughs> After the first, I was like, eh, I, I'm, I'm more on the women's side just because I can actually watch those games too. Because they're on ESPN, and we have ESPN. And my women's bracket isn't too bad. I haven't updated it from like yesterday because they're in the, I think today they're going to be in their sweet 16. So, yeah. It's it's not looking too bad. We're, we're I've only got a few, like, flipped around. But I got a couple upsets, too. I was like, woohoo, go me. <laughs> um, my women's bracket was based on whichever team name was goofier. And it appears to be doing better. And because of the goofiness thing, I think I mentioned this last time, I have Gonzaga going all the way in that one. And the other one, because the final four, all the final four were the relative first in their place. So I had to choose um, based on goofiness there. So it's Gonzaga versus Akron, obviously Gonzaga, and Villanova versus Colgate. And that was a tough one because, I mean, if you're a toothpaste college, that's a pretty silly name. But Villanova ultimately won there. So, yes. Y'all can't see my face because this is like an audio medium, but I rolled my eyes so hard as he was reading that. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we'll probably keep you updated by the time our next podcast comes out. It'll probably be over. So keep you updated on our brackets and maybe Graham will have, we'll win some money in the, in the work one. Yeah, work one, there's some money there. My men's bracket is currently number 44. It is a three-way tie for second to last. At least you're not last. I'm kind of sad I'm not last, actually. Kind oh, of God. And then, my, like I said, my women's bracket is number five in a five-way tie. So That's not bad. If somebody else screws up a little bit more. You should have looked at mine, probably, because I was like, the women's bracket, I mean, there's also a few upsets, but women's like basketball, it's usually like the one and two seeds usually take it for the most part. And, like, we watched that game. Remember, was it South Carolina? They were beating somebody, like, 80-something to, like, 10 at one point. I was like, Pfft. And it was, like, Howard. I was like, damn, of course it's the HBCU. <laughs> but at least they made it there. 
So, I, you know what? Give it up for Howard. They fought because they could have gave up. They were only held to like 30, not even 30, like 20-something points. You know what? Give it up to them. It, it takes pride to lose like that and keep your head up. Mm-hmm. And they are they were like um, South Carolina did get beat by the eventual champion Stanford last year. So, they're out on like revenge. So, they're trying to leave no doubt. Their second game was a little bit tighter uh, against Miami. They only scored like 49 points. It was a very low-scoring game. But they, they pulled that out, too. So I'm rooting for South Carolina, I think. And I like their coach, too. She's cool. So, yes, that is our brackets. Anything else you want to say about your goofy name bracket? Wait, um, Boeing had a bracket. We haven't been keeping up. Bo- we, well, I kept up with Boeing because Boeing was a uh, problem. Because the thing with Boeing is you have to ask him what his opinion is. And he can't talk due to the fact that he is, in fact, a dog. So you have to be really paying attention to him, and his clues are very subtle. Sometimes it's which way he turns his head. Sometimes it's which eye he blinks. Other times it's which foot he picks up and puts it down. So it's a very subtle, very delicate science for determining what the dog says. I think it's just grand picking for him, but you know. No, it's not. If I was picking for him, obviously I'd be doing better since I am currently in a five-way tie. So, ha, for number five. Okay. So, yes, that is the March Madness. I probably eventually won't care until it starts to get down to, like, the Elite Eight, you know, when teams are, you know, supposed to, the best of the best teams start to dwindle down in there. I think men are in the Sweet 16, like I said before. But, yes, the March of the Madness. Also, it is time for the school I coach at. It is outdoor season. We have our first meet outside. Outdoor season is finally here. We had a nice practice today. Ah, oh, it was so nice. It's like 70 degrees, windows down outside, nice wind blowing. Oh, it was so great. And it's going to rain for like the next three days. <laughs> so we're going to be right back inside. I'm like, no. <laughs> it was like, we could practice out in the rain, but last year we had a meet outside in the rain and I literally, I felt like I wanted to quit that day. Just walk out on the job. <laughs> it was so bad. Graham was there. I was in my car and I didn't have any reading materials and it was a very small town. It was very boring. It was very, very difficult. And the whole time I was sitting there like, man, I'm suffering in here from tedium. Felicia's out there physically suffering along with her athletes due to all the rain, wind, and ugh. Yes, I will never forget that meat. Like, we had a delay because of lightning and then it just like poured and they were like, oh, it's going to pass. And I was like, I, I want them to get this meat done. So we can like, we could have, the way they set it up, like we could have ran every like event at the same time. Like we could have had javelin going with like discus and stuff like that, but they like waited. They're like, oh, we have to wait. I was like, why? The rain is coming. Y'all want a beer? And like, after we had that rain delay, half the teams left. Cause they're like, we're not going to stay here for this. Like, it's no point. Like no one's marks were good at all. It was terrible. Like the rings were flooded. It was just pouring down and we were just sitting there. I got soaked. And I was like, I hate everything. And the worst part is I was going up to for a meet in Naperville, which I thought I was going to have six throws. But no, they end up telling me I can't go to finals. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And they wanted me to pay $50 to throw in this meet. I didn't. <laughs> I was like, screw that. I mean, you would have paid had you actually been allowed to compete, but you weren't. Yeah, like they, I showed up, got my stuff weighed in, checked in, all that stuff. And I had like a check and everything. And I had my Rona test because they, you were supposed to show that, of course. And they didn't even look at that. I was like, okay. And, you know, warm up, throw in, that's fine. And the school was like right down from your parents' house. So that wasn't like a drive for them. They just showed up with chairs and everything. I took my three throws and I was like, she was calling out, of course, for finals. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'm going to make it. And she goes, oh, they didn't tell you? I was like, tell tell me what? Like, you don't get to throw at finals. I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> and I was like, no one told me that. She goes, oh, well, yeah, that's the rule. I don't think that lady knew the rules either. I, I feel like it was just kind of thrown on her without any explanation. That was, the, that was kind of my um, feeling because there was so little explanation to you. Whereas if she'd had some more information, I feel... Um, I feel she would have at least been able to tell you more. I rotate in the shot. And when you come out of the back, you touch the back of the circle, which that is legal. 
Like, if she would have checked the rule book, because I was telling Larry that, like, at the end, he goes, mm, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You're allowed to touch the back of the circle. Like, when you're coming around, turning on, like, your left foot, like, say this is the circle. I know you guys can't see this, but I'm explaining it to Graham mm, yep. so he can audibly see it. Like, I turn my foot and it touches, like, the back here. Right. That is legal because there's no other way to, like, do that without, like, you, like, you can't. Unless you step halfway back in the circle, then you don't have any room. Mm-hmm. So, and she's like, oh, watch the back of your foot here. I was like, what? That's not a thing. And I told Larry, he's like, yeah, that's changing the rules because it gives, like, gliders an advantage because, you know, they're not touching the back. He's like, so they made it and they changed it. Because rules change all the time. And I was just like, oh. It was a very frustrating weekend. I think the only good thing is I went to go see a movie with your dad. I was excited because that was like the first movie I got to see in theaters in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can't remember what it was, honestly. <laughs> Some movie. Was it like a Marvel movie? Was it Black Widow? No, it wasn't Black Widow. I don't think. I don't remember. Yeah, that's how upset the weekend was. <laughs> and we had Boeing in the car. Like, what did you do in the car? nothing you just sat in there and looked basically yeah the dog and i were just sitting there looking around yeah that does kind of suck well at least you weren't outside like i'm glad i have my raincoat but it was like soaked you saw me coming in i was just like i hate everything i mean i i walked inside some of the school buildings a few times but there wasn't anything to do in there either so it was pretty awful so, yes, that was my horrible experience at that meet that almost made me quit. But, yes, we are having outdoor. It's supposed to rain, but I'm going to be prepared this time because I, I wasn't expecting to go to that meet because I was like. That was the problem. If it we didn't have any of the stuff, I didn't have anything to read. I didn't. I don't know if we even had a leash. We might have had a leash for Boeing, which didn't do it good because it was raining. You didn't have a proper raincoat. I don't think you, I don't know if you even had a chair. Like, we were just completely unprepared for that meet. No, I had my little, like, stool and everything, but I was like, oh, I'll just uh, go down up to your parents' house and, like, uh, we'll stay up there and come back on Saturday, and we weren't playing. But after that meet, I was just so upset. I was like, well, I might as well go to, like, the meet for the college, and it was, like, three and a half hours. Like, we drove up that morning, got there, you know, just as they, like, were competing, and I was like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'm try. I was, like, trying to show an effort of being, like, hey, I'm, you know, a team player here for, like, the coaches, so they're a lot, like, because uh, my coach at the time, he was not very flexible as this coach is, so I appreciate the new coach a little bit <laughs> on that, but it was just very frustrating. <laughs> it was, last year was very frustrating coaching. This year is way better. <laughs> and you've got some athletes that are doing much better that seemed to be doing much better this time around too. Well, yeah, the Rona didn't help last year. We were actually talking about that at practice because one kid brought it up as like, so what was school like last year? Because he took a year off and he's probably like happy for she's And athlete was like, it was terrible. We had to basically stay in our rooms the whole time. We could, and we had to wear masks, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that would suck. But they want him on campus last year. It's like mm-hmm. better than being at home. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, that was Rona. Well, Rona's still here. Actually, Rona up here bringing another rusty-ass friend. I'm like, well, I don't even know what the new variant is. Graham, look it up real quick. I'll keep talking as he's looking it up. Yes, there's a new variant. As I thought we were slowly easing into, like, the, the end game here, if you will, of this whole Panini, the Pantene Pro-V. We're, like, we're still, like, a high-level country. And people are just acting like it doesn't exist. It is the BA period two subvariant of Omicron. It has not yet been distinguished as its own variant. Uh, and while we were talking about it, our county, uh, according to this, according to this data, has had thirty-two thousand six hundred thirty-one confirmed cases and six hundred forty-seven deaths. So yes, Rona's real. Rona still out here clapping them low. That's my clapping low sound. See yeah, if you let me have not, the soundboard. She's not applauding Rona. She's showing how the Rona claps slopes. Hell no, I'm not clapping for Rona. Uh, she's put a damper on so many of the things. Like, we actually started going out to restaurants again. Like, we've only eaten in like two restaurants really so far with like the two of us. And we went to 
well, I guess it's a good way to segue into an interesting day we had last Sunday when you're listening to this. Yesterday for us, Maxine broke down again. That's her car. Yes, Maxine is the name of my car. And we just spent like $2,000 basically to get her fixed because something exploded in her. And it was like the third most expensive thing you can get fixed on a car. So I was like, okay, you know, bit that bullet because we only got like a year left to pay it off. It's an investment. We're almost there. And thought it was fixed when they, you know, they kept it for like, what was it, like a week? Because I left. Mm -hmm. So they had it for about a week. Yeah, about a week. We picked it up like on that Monday. And drove it. And there was still some issues with it. And I was like. Called them. I was like, eh, something's still wrong with it. They're like, oh, well, it's, you know, the lube is get, is taking a little bit longer to get to, like, the... the solenoid. There you go. That. And they're like, oh, that's it's normal. And I was like, all right. And then it wouldn't start. And then you had something issue with it, like, two weeks ago. I had... Yeah, it just suddenly flashed the power steering light problem and unlocked all the doors and then just kept driving. Which was actually kind of similar to the first failure we had when we um, got back, when you got in the car. Yeah, so we, I was basically like, okay, something's not right. I don't feel comfortable driving it because like, I was pulling it out of the driveway, getting ready to go to practice, and it like stopped. And I was like, Grant, we got to take this in, drop it off there, let them take a look at it. So we gave it back to them. They had it for like a week, and they said, everything's working fine for us. Everything's okay, so... We picked it up on Saturday. Graham drove it because I had my mom's car because I had a meet that I had to go to for like recruiting and everything. And he, I, I kept calling. And I was like, how's it running? How's everything? He's like, perfectly fine. Everything's great. Parked the cars because we planned on going out to dinner and like visiting my parents on Sunday. Sunday comes. I go fill up the gas tank in my parents' car and I'm at my parents' house because I want to also soak in the tub. <laughs> And I think I'm actually going to do that on Wednesday when I go back up. Which is not a spa day, despite the fact you are soaking in a tub with with specific chemicals intended for better soaking in the tub. Okay, first of all, it was Epsom salt. It's good for your body, for athletes. Thank you very much. I, I, I understand spa days are also good for your body. Anyway, he comes down a little bit later because I also went to Costco. Hashtag not sponsored. He comes down, pulls in the car, and I'm like, how's everything driving? Just trying to make sure everything's good. He's like, it's fine. He parks at my parents' driveway when he gets there, turns off the car, lets Boeing out, and I'm like, all right, let's hop in the car. That's basically, it was like, it's like she's trying to do like a deadlift, and you just, it would literally not. As soon as I get in the car, that is the problem. I'm like, Maxine, how have I hurt you? I get your oil changed. I got your new tires. She out here stunting on these hoes and she won't work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we tried, Graham was trying to read the manual. I was trying to get a tow truck. This is where the problem happened. Not the fact that the car died. I was like, you know what? It won't start. So maybe it is like something else that other than the problem that they fixed. I was like, good. So we took video evidence. Cause I was like, these people, these people at this shop probably think I'm insane. And I was like, no, I want video evidence. So they don't think I'm crazy that the car won't work. And you tried to, you tried to do something out there. I don't know what you were trying to do. Oh, I was trying to get a tow truck. I was trying all sorts of stuff. Well, the, the thing was, what I was hoping for is that I could get it to run one more time because then we could drive it directly. We could drive it past the house, drop you off so you could get my car, and then not turn the, not turn Maxine off and take Maxine all the way to the, to the repair stop. That was what I was hoping. Obviously, didn't work. Spent six hours waiting for a toe touch or so. Yeah. So that, that was the problem. Like, not that like the day wasn't like done or anything. Cause this is like at noon when this happened and I was trying to get the tow truck. And you know, of course with our insurance and stuff, it's like, we can do everything from our phone on the app, which is great. I did all that stuff. And I guess since it was a Sunday, I don't know if the tow trucks didn't want to like work or anything or they couldn't find someone basically we were having trouble finding someone in network so we didn't have to pay because i was like i refuse to pay if i pay for insurance that's what this is for for emergencies that we have like towing 
services for like 90 something miles or whatever. And this was literally like 30 minutes away. So basically we were just kind of like waiting and then I would get calls saying, oh, we can't like get a tow truck. You're going to possibly have to pay the $205 like and will we, will we reimburse you? I was like, I don't want to do that. It's like, I'll just wait. I think what is is that a lot of tow truck companies just don't want to deal with insurance companies because oftentimes there's a lag, whereas if they can just take it straight out of your your slash our pockets, there is no lag. So I think that's what, what the problem was because that guy came from like almost two hours away to come tow the car. Hey, he was getting paid because I was looking up because I was like, okay, at one point, um, cause the car was parked in the driveway. So I couldn't even get my mom's car that we had just brought back to her. She was graciously. Thank you, mom, for, uh, thank you, mommy <laughs> for letting us use your car. Continuing to let us use. Yeah. Continually to let us use. So thank you for that. So I just pulled that one and he pulled up in the middle of the driveway. So we couldn't move it until we realized like, can we put it in neutral and, uh, Graham with his big, strong muscles. Yes. My massive muscles. Yes, his big bulging biceps. He pushed the car. We got it onto the street. And our little neighbor was like, do you guys need jumper cables? I was like, oh, no, we're we're just trying to get, you know, a tow truck. She's like, oh, okay. I, I, and I didn't want to explain, but I just, <laughs> just, I just said, no, we need a new car. Yeah, then she just kind of laughed. But that's when we got it. I was like, okay, so now... Cause my mom went to church and she took the other car that they have. So they, luckily they have two cars and oh, that's what that was. Okay. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. Graham pulled up something <laughs> on the computer, but yes, the, uh, my mom had to come by and like, you know, pull her car in. So we actually could actually move the other car out. And like, I got like three or four calls within like a row of like them saying, Oh, it's going to take longer basically saying we can't find anybody do you want to pay for it or wait longer i was like i'll just wait because we didn't have anything else basically to do so we my mom finally comes home because we're gonna wash her car and i never thought i would hear my mom utter these words the car's updating it's going to take 15 minutes for you to use it (laughs) i was like like at the time i was just like okay you know uh, we had to take that car to get it washed. My dad was like set on getting that car washed, making it look all clean and new. And my mom was like, just take the other one. And then as soon as we we're going to go out to our dinner, like I think the day kind of slowed down after that a little bit. Cause we got like two or three more calls and they're like, um, there's a truck that can be ready at four twenty. And I was like, Graham, do you want to wait? You're like, we ain't got nothing else to do. I was like, yeah, we'll just wait. And then I got another call <laughs> Within like, they were all within like 20 minutes and they were all keeping tabs. So, uh, like all my calls and all this stuff, like, well, it's too close. It is going to be like another, like 90 minutes to like, so five twenty. like, so at five twenty there will be a tow truck at our house. <laughs> and I was just on the phone. I was like, so should I say I'm in the accident? So somebody come pick me up. <laughs> Cause like no like shade or anything to our insurance company. I'm not going to say the name or nothing. I just they just couldn't find people. Yeah, that's like, and they were really actually trying to help me. It was just very frustrating because they're like, oh, within like another hour or so, they'll be here. Because I got in the car towed when we had the first problem, and it took them about 90 minutes. Uh, luckily, the first time uh, that I got it towed, it was very cold. So I was just sitting in the car, freezing to death. <laughs> um, but at least this time we were at my parents' house, so that wasn't like a problem. So we go out to dinner and then I finally got to soak in the tub, <laughs> get my Epsom salt bath and kind of relax a little bit. Cause the guy did come around like five forty ish. It was like closer to six, but he did come and he like, I didn't even hear him. He didn't even call or nothing. He was, I was just like, Oh, I just checked on my phone. I was like, Oh, it says he's out front. And I was like, Oh shit. He is here. I was like, I need to give him the key. The guy was really nice and everything. He's like, Oh, nope. You just give me the key. We're all good. So yes, that was... <laughs> That was our day yesterday. It was very, very frustrating. I mean, it's first world problems. We could, it could be a lot worse. Like, a car could have, like, exploded or something. I don't know. We could not have had a car. Our parents could have only had one car we couldn't borrow. So, luckily, that, that is all done. It is at the shop. And I'm, I showed him the video evidence this morning. So, I am not insane. 
I don't think they thought they. I don't think they think we're say. I think they just thought it was. Well, I, I said it to you that the, was a non-recurrent issue, like a chip that would periodically malfunction. Just apparently, whenever Felicia gets in the car, the chip malfunctions. That's what I was thinking. Maxine's like, I only do it for you. No one else. Please take me back. So she's back in the hospital. She's getting her little ticker or whatever else needs to be worked on. So yes, I'm like, you know what? Keep it. I'm like, I hopefully, this is the one time I was like, please don't start here. I was like, I hopefully it didn't start so they can be like, oh shit. Okay. So now we can actually have a problem because all the cars have computers in them and they basically hook it up to the computer and it's like, and that's what's confusing me. It maybe your car is too old because it is a used car. Yeah. But it has like the same, it's the same years by the car out there. A mom's caddy, but cars I don't know how long cars have kept an internal digital log of the problems they've had. Because I'm assuming yours didn't, because otherwise it would have shown the problems we had. Yeah, but this one just now has, like, been reoccurring. So maybe when they plug it in, well, first of all, they'll see it. Like, if it didn't start, hopefully it didn't start, they'll see, like, oh, okay, so start here. That's basically it, so... And every time, now, it's like when we get the car worked on, they just basically plug it up in a computer, like, okay, this is broken. Yeah. So, yeah, because everything, as my mom said, and I quote, the car is updating. <laughs> Give it 15 minutes. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I think when it hit me when I was just like, at dinner, I was like, I never thought I would hear my mom say the car is updating. Give it 15 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the 21st century, I guess. Yeah. And oh, well, there is something cool I did find out about the, the older car that my mom. Remember, I put it in sport mode. That I accidentally did it by accident. I thought I broke the the little shifter. I was like, oh. I was like, oh. Oh. Then I started playing. I was like, oh, so that's why you get into. Sport mode. Like, no, because that's how you switch. You can, like, shift oh, so it into manual. manual mode. Yeah, so you can tow better. Yeah. As so if that car has ever towed anything in its existence. So, yeah, on my mom's, she has a 2013 Cadillac SRX. And. My, my parents still have no idea probably how to, half the things work in that car, let alone the car that they have now, which is a 2021, like some sort of Cadillac. And first of all, they got that car to get have more seats. And I was like, well, me and Whitney are gone. So I'm like, who are y'all hauling? But anyway, like that car is definitely there. There's a way to lo- a lot to learn on that car. Like I'm pretty sure they learned the basics when they got the dealership. <laughs> But if they gave me that car for like a week, I could probably like find out everything about it at some point. So, yes, that was our exciting day yesterday. Oh, Graham, you want to talk about the new black lady judge, black lady judge, black lady judge, black lady judge. Today being Monday was the beginning of Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson's. Uh, nomination hearing in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. To an extent, this is this is all just black lady judge. This is all kind of unnecessary since the Senate split fifty fifty, with uh, the vice president holding the vote. So something really weird have to happen for her to not get nominated. But the Republicans are taking the opportunity to you know ask her questions and things like that. I have not been following the actual questioning that's been going on. Apparently it's been fairly collegial, but that's also, I guess today is also kind of the light day of the three days. I don't don't know what else to say. I mean, by the time this comes out, we probably still won't have a vote. Her nomination may have passed out of the judiciary committee. Um, There's some questions about whether or not she'll get, any, you know, because she, she got Republican support to be to get on the appeals court. She's on the Court of Appeals for D.C., which is largely considered the second most important court in the land below the Supreme Court. And a lot of times justices come from that court. But I mean, she is fairly young. She's 50, 51, which is would be young for the office, which Mitch McConnell made sure to say, oh, I don't know. If she has a lot of experience. And I'm like, oh, well, that doesn't sound questionable at all. When well, that you always hear about that about various minority people that they don't have the experience because you have systematically locked them out of the ability to to gain that experience. <coughs> Bullshit. <coughs> Sorry, Mitch. Oh my God. 
he looks like a turtle. <laughs> Sorry, gone. She's got, I think I saw she has eight, maybe nine years on the appellate courts. Uh, well, it's not, it's not in this short list, but yeah. Oh, and, and she's a, she's a Harvard lawyer. So, you know, <laughs> black lady judge. Yes. The black lady sketch show is coming to flourishing. <laughs> yes. Soon. It's just going to be a black lady courtroom. Black lady courtroom. Black lady courtroom. I don't think it actually ever will because it's very rare because the judges give their opinions impaneled. I don't think they ever, and they issue their written opinions. So I don't think there's ever, I don't think there will ever be a time now where potentially Justice Jackson will be by herself. Black lady courtroom. Black lady courtroom. Well, black lady. Maybe if you consider Justice Sotomayor as a black lady, even though she's Hispanic, I mean, then you've got two black lady, and then you can have, um, oh, what's his name? Clarence. That, yeah, Clarence Thomas. Then you have it, three people of color? Eh? Nah, he ain't with. <laughs> I, read, I saw on NPR that his wife was uh, at the, the thing, and they're like, oh, it doesn't. I was like, he's he's been catching a fair amount of flack for his wife for a while because in part because it fits appropriately or not with the narrative that he's super conservative because she keeps showing up at conservative events but then you run into the question of okay he's on the supreme court she's not she's still a private citizen yeah she's she spoke at a conference for oath keepers which actually that's that's concerning because the Oath keepers are a bunch of bad people. I'll say that openly. But I'm not sure. I think she's, yeah, she's a she's an attorney, I believe. All I will say is, sometimes you not might need to like shut up and don't fuck up your money because that happened with the NFL player. His I think girlfriend kept like talking shit about the team, and he got fired. Well, it's really hard to fire. Yeah, I, I know that, but I'm just saying still, like, it, you know, sometimes you just chill because it did happen. And I think it was like with Aisha Curry, she was like talking shit about the refs and like the finals in 2016. And the woman that was like, girl, don't fuck up his money because <laughs> he was like on top of the world at that point. I mean, he's still kind of up there, but like, this is like that pinnacle in 2016 where like LeBron won the title, but like, it was like, a game seven like that was like one of the best finals i think at the time and she was like girl sometimes you need to sit down because i fucked up my husband's money because <laughs> he got him fired i don't know if he's still in the nfl now but yeah like girl you need to like you know i guess you're technically a free citizen but don't fuck with your money yeah that's very well i mean thomas is such a darling of the conservative world anyways i don't think it matters to him But yes, we about to have a black lady judge. Black lady judge. And then there will be two interracial couples connected to the bench. What? Because Clarence Thomas's wife is white and Judge Jackson's husband is white. We have something in common. And I think she has locks. <gasps> black lady judge. <laughs> but yes, in all seriousness, this is great. Because representation does matter. <laughs> And this is a what what really I like about her is she was a public defender, which is unusual. Oh, uh, yeah. They were talking about that. And they're like, she's like the first public defender because they love to get prosecutors because prosecutors always get to be seen as tough on crime. It's like, unfortunately, in this country, there's this presumption of innocence because in this country, it's better to let 10 guilty people go free than lock up one innocent person. And if I'm sorry, if if you have a problem with that, I I don't think you belong in democracy. Look at that sister up there. He pulled up a picture. Look at that face. She like, mm-hmm. Y'all gonna vote me in. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, like I said, it is kind of a formality. I mean, she's still gonna, she's gonna take some bruising. But then again, she's also a judge. Judges get 
take a person all the time anyways. I think she can handle that. It's not like, what was it, Brett Kavanaugh, his, he like flipped out and freaked out and all that stuff. I think she's going to have a cool, first of all, because black women are seen as angry black women, she's going to have a cool head. She's going to be professional that people want to like poke the bear, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. oh, is she going to, you know, do something or is she going to be sassy? It's like, nope, she's going to be very professional. You know, maybe at her house, she like, bitch, they tried to get me today, but nope, Mm-mm, not today. Everybody's got their professional life and their like home life. And she's got two daughters aged 21 and 17, if that matters. Oh, oh I didn't yeah, know. They're just that. Uh, Apparently, she, don't they usually have kids? Well, I mean, she's been, I mean, she's been married for almost twenty years, which actually well, I was about to say like the last few have had like kids. I think like, Sotomayor is un- unmarried because there, remember there's all that goofy speculation that Sotomayor was actually a lesbian. Oh God, who cares? That was kind of my thing. What would you? What is that hairstyle? Is is it locks? Is it braids? I thought it was locks. Well, I was looking at like a picture this morning. No, I think they're locks. I think they're just really thin locks. Oh, she must have sister locks then. Look at that picture. Yes. Work. Yes. The thing is, for me, I I could be a judge. Yeah. See, the thing is, for me, my mental image of dreadlocks is Felicia's locks, which are which are pretty pretty thick. So when I see these thinner locks, I get confused, and I'm like, are those braids? Even though there's absolutely no braiding in that hair. No, if they're like the really thin ones, those are like sister locks, I think. I I don't think I could do that. That's a lot of like, I got my hair retwist down to like a science. You see me, I it's like an hour and a half from like wash to finish is an hour and a half. Yes. Sorry, I just got really excited. So yes. Um, What else do I have here on our little, my little list I'm trying to... <laughs> Hurry up and be done with our uh, podcast because it's really nice out today, and we, I just want to go out and cruise with Boeing. I was gonna. I was saying we should. We should go cruising first and then record, but you decided against it. No, because this is like homework. <laughs> I want to get my homework done before I have fun and play. Um, I did have a. This might be racist, but you know what? We're, we're gonna leave it light this week. I'll, I'll save that for next week, and I'll talk a little bit about. So this probably won't be a super long podcast because. Graham watched this kind of by association. Halloween Kills. I'm not going to go into like a super deep in depth. But uh, I did watch that because it was on HBO Max and I watched it on Friday. And I don't know. I'm kind of like indifferent about it. I didn't hate it. But I did. it was just like kind of because I know they're setting up a trilogy for it. It's just kind of that middle like eh. It's, like, it's okay. That's always a problem with middle stories of any. I mean written plays movie it's like you know they're often yeah they have their own rise and fall and everything else but they're also part of a building action towards the final element of the trilogy so yeah of course if you don't know halloween is based on michael myers unlike what was it last week where i couldn't remember who was yeah Yeah, you're like is it Freddy nightmare whatever you said i can't remember it was during the texas chainsaw massacre but yes um that whole timeline series is, I guess they revamped it and redid it because there's two Halloweens they only acknowledge in this universe. Yes, there's universes for these movies. The first Halloween, the original one in like 19-something, and then this, the one that came out in 2018. So those are the only two that they recognize. So there is no Halloween H2O, there is no Busta Rhymes, no LL Cool J, no, none of that. And they fixed it to where Laurie Strode is not Michael Myers' sister. That was just like a rumor. So they fixed that. But in this movie, the second one, Halloween Kills, I'm still just amazed. Because Michael is like a 65-year-old man. How is he this strong? They did a fair amount of playing with him being semi-supernatural. Because he was getting shot with some pretty large caliber weapons up close. And they did a couple of the... He vanishes and then reappears far faster than a human could actually get there, which a lot of times in slashers is just sloppy editing or sloppy storytelling where it's like, uh, we need the killer to be at the front door. So he'll be at the front door, even though there's no way he could have run from the back door to the front door in time. Kind of, that kind of stuff is 
This one, though, I think they were intentionally kind of playing with the, is he actually some kind of a supernatural creature? Yeah, so with this one, like, it basically picks up right where Halloween, the second movie, or the first movie in this, like, trilogy, picks up, like, where they're, um, where Laurie Strode basically blows him up in her house. Spoiler alert, he's alive, and you know that he's never gonna die. I I don't think, like, the only way I could see Michael Myers dying is if Laurie Strode dies. And even then, I mean, they can just bring him back and just revamp it again. for a while... Well, well, then wasn't that supposedly a problem with whatever series Jason is in? And then Jason came back. They're just like, eh, Jason's an undead monster now. Yeah, basically he's an undead being now because they killed him and then they basically brought him back to life and now he's just like a zombie. I mean, he was in space. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that was those early like 90s, late 80s, early 90s movies. But yeah, with this one, it was kind of based on like... um the original characters from the movie, they're survivors, like, from, like, him, like, killing their, like, babysitters and, like, their parents and stuff like that. Because it starts out with, like, these random people in a bar, and he tells a story about the quote-unquote boogeyman, which is Michael Myers. And then it kind of cuts to Laurie Strode and her daughter and the granddaughter, and they're basically going to the hospital. And I didn't like it. I, Dead Meat did say this again, like... She's in the hospital the whole time. Like, she doesn't go out and, like, face Michael in this. Like, they never see each other in this movie. Because she's always in the hospital, and he's coming to get her, supposedly. But he never makes it to the hospital. This one also had a much stronger theme of mob violence. Was was That was basically the theme of this, was mob violence. Yeah, because um, they figure out, they're like, Michael Myers is free again! Because the bus like flipped over and that's when everybody's like uh he's alive because he basically kills all the firefighters who have axes and like saws one man these firefighters are fighting him one at a time i was like why don't y'all gang up i mean one person might die but if you like i don't know i, I kind of like there was like nine firefighters that just died because they all just stood there and i was like if you see one dude get killed or two Leave! Run! The thing that really got me, having been at plenty of fire scenes in my life, is how low pressure that hose was. It would not... There's a reason that everybody talks about when they were using fire hoses on Dr. King and everyone else down south. Those things have a, have a ton of force. And, the, and there's just this one guy standing there holding it like it's like a garden hose on Michael Myers as he comes out of the burning house. I'm like, that man, I don't care what he is, he'd be knocked over. Both of them, the one standing there holding it and the other guy. And the, the thing would be whipping all over like a crazy snake. Yeah, that's what you see usually. Like, he had very little pressure <laughs> coming from that fire hose. So, yeah, um, it's just the mob mentality. All the survivors are like, evil dies tonight. That was that was their, like, their slogan was, evil dies tonight. And spoiler alert, uh... He doesn't die tonight. You think, like, towards the end, first of all, they get, like, some guy that they think is Michael Myers in the hospital. He jumps out a window because they're like, he's a, it's him, it's Michael. They're like, we don't even know what he looks like. He, he's always wearing a mask. Like, Michael Myers is, like, 6'5". Yeah. This yeah. man was, like, 5'4". I was like, what? So, they're, yeah, so they're chasing him through the hospital, and there's, yeah. Yeah, and he basically just jumps out a window, like, is that him? Is that him? And they go... Because uh, her daughter's like, that's not Michael. <laughs> She's like, that's that's not him. <sighs> so yes, and oh my god. This and then they do have a scene where a mob of people stabs him and shoots him, and he just gets up and keeps. Oh no! It's kind of like it's towards the end of the movie where they like finally like. Uh, first of all, the girl's boyfriend. I don't even remember his name. It's not a full review, but he dies. His dad dies because these are, like, the last survivors. Like, there's one survivor from, like, the original movie that survived. The rest of them, oh, no, two. Because uh, the guy that told the story, he's a survivor, too. And it all comes back to the, like, he comes back to his house. And she lures him there, kind of tricks him to, like, you know, get him out of the house. And she runs away. She's like, you want me? Come get me. He's like, okay. So he follows her out there, and she's like, Gotcha. And this is when, like, the mob is like, yeah, we finally got him. And, like, 
Of course, I like shoot him how many times? Like he's been stabbed. I don't know how many times he gets. Oh, she took his mask. That's why. That's why he followed her. They do, they do a thing with where the characters see his face. Some of the characters see his face, but the audience does not. Yeah, it's like you just see a silhouette like the back of his head. So, of course, they're like, yeah, they like stomping him out. And then I think uh, Laurie Strode is like doing her like kind of monologue at the end. It's like, you know, he's the boogeyman. You know, he always comes. He's something. I don't remember exactly what. But this is like where he comes right back to life. Starts basically hacking the hell out of people like to death. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back in my house. And then he kills the daughter. I was like, what? I was kind of mad. I was like, this is like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where he rips that girl out of the car again. Ugh. Oh my god, I got so mad. I was like, and that's how the basically the movie ends. That's it. I was looking to see if there's anything at the, the end. Nope. That's how it ends. I was like, uh, like there was some good gore. Everything was practical for the most part. I think they showed like you know, I was I think the most the one kill I was upset about was like. Remember when they were going to the park with those kids? They're like, tell your, like, you know, go home. What are you doing out here? Because it was like Halloween night still. And they're like, well, there's this creepy man in a mask. He's like, ooh. They're like, go leave. And there's like this black couple and the two survivors. And one girl goes out, leaves, tries to, you know, lure them out, gives like a bag of bricks. And they have this like huge gun. Yeah, I'm pretty positive it was a Desert Eagle because they love to show that in movies because the thing is enormous. It, it looks big on screen. It's not a very popular pistol, but it's um, a large caliber and people... And, and it's kind of unusual. It's not a Colt 45. But yeah, so he basically should kills... Say 1911. The, he kills the lady, one of the survivors, pretty easily. I think he just like turns her head or something. And the doctor is trying to help the lady, and he gets, like, strangled to death. It, it's not very important. They're, like, not very major characters. But I was like, oh, maybe they'll actually live. But the woman has, the black lady has, I don't even know their names. Like, they, I don't even know if they had names. But she has a, like, gun. She's shooting. Of course, she's missing. And Which was actually rather realistic for an untrained shooter in a high-stress situation. Yeah. But in a movie, when you're used to every shot being accurate three million meters, you know. But she comes like slowly walking because, you know, she has a gun. He kicks the door open. She shoots herself with it. I was like, I almost want to turn the movie off, right? <laughs> I was like, ugh. I was like, damn, I want the black people to live. I'm tired of seeing us well, die in horror movies. I think with that one, they were kind of intentionally playing with the black person dies first thing. Because they were, I believe. They weren't the first ones They were the first. The firefighters were. Yeah, but they were, they, the two of them were shown very early in the movie, and commonly that in slasher movies means they are going to be among the first to die. So they played with that a little bit. Yeah, and that trope gets old. I'm like, damn, can't we just live? Whenever I see a black person, like, you know, those, of course, those, like, campy, not even campy, like, it's like, oh, dude, let's go, like, like, cabin, well, there's no black people, but something like that, whenever they have, like, oh, that one black friend, I'm like, no, I'm not going with y'all. Hey, let's go out to this cabin in the woods. Like, no, I'm not going. That's how you live. This is why Hollywood needs to buy our script. Yes, this is very good. It doesn't play on the tropes of black person die first. But yes, that's my short review of this movie that Graham kind of watched and I watched on Friday. It's just kind of... Eh. Extant. Um, we did figure out what happened... Uh, Felicia saw a whole bunch of smoke, and this is this is not a good photo. Then again, this is WTHR, which is why is WT. Anyways, but the the place where I recycle all my aluminum cans is apparently on fire, and has been on fire since about three o'clock. Yeah, because that's when we started practice. Because <laughs> Michael goes, look, and we all like, what do you want us to look at? Because there's like a white pickup truck in the back. And we're like, what? And then I look. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I guess that's where the fire truck <laughs> was coming from." We're all like sitting there for like a few minutes. I was like, "All right, let's get back to practice now," because <laughs> they—I'm pretty sure they put out because it was like that coming from the school. How far is that away from the school? 
I don't know. This is, well, I mean, there's the Ford dealership right there. Yeah, that's what I noticed. They had that blocked off. Like, when I was coming, turning near uh, the nerd shop, mm-hmm. they had that whole street blocked off. Oh, is that the recycling place? Not the recycling place you go to. It's the metal recycling place, which is on the other side of the tracks. You have, I don't think you've been there. I go there when I take the cans. I don't know if you're going to be able to take it. How, what was on fire? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. Um, but then again, they buy a lot of stuff that's got metal and plastic together. So that could be what burned. Or it could have been, some of their equipment could have ignited. I don't know. And also near there is a bunch of um, what would now be fairly dry woods from alongside the railroad tracks. So that's possible too. Because I have the grim IDK! I was going to talk about something else, but we're near the end of the episode, so I'll let you get away with Graham IDK and, and hold on. Is it like time sensible? Do you want to talk about it? Are you sure? Okay. Your word. I wish I had the like. Dun, 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 the like. Who wants to be a millionaire music? <laughs> a little. Dun, dun. When you're like sitting there, they have like all the options. Like, <laughs> and they're like stressed out. But you won't let me have a soundboard. So. Your word today is... I won't let you have a soundboard because you called this homework and I'm the one who does the work on the project. So come on now. I bring the like pop culture relevant topics. I had all that stuff about Judge... Well... You read it. I was already on top of that stuff. <laughs> but I still bring Anyways, relevant... let's get this stupid make fun of Graham thing out of the way. Yeah, that's yes, right. because I actually want to enjoy the nice rest of the day. So, we are totally we, stupid. We're going to that fire. We're getting close to that fire spot. I don't care. We're going to that fire. Anyway, your word is pressed. Not like, not like newspaper pressed. There's two possibility. There's one where it is a hairstyle thing. And there's another one where it's under pressure. You are wrong. It is to be very annoyed or mad. Pressed. For your example, what's wrong with her? Person B, I don't know. She's been really pressed lately. That is a terrible <laughs> example. Urban Dictionary, you're so I bad. Love it. Oh, yes. <laughs> your face. You look so annoyed. That's why I love doing this. And I have a whole list. Oh, I'm sure you things. do. I sure have an enormous <laughs> list that goes yes, on. Yes, because whenever I think of something or hear something, I was like, Cam's not going to know what this is. I put it down in my notes and it's like under the Graham IDK. <laughs> so yes, that is the end of this podcast because we want to go out and enjoy this lovely Monday as we are recording this before it rained for like the next three days and we're like in Gotham. So please send us some questions at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Fifi underscore J247. Follow Graham on LinkedIn. This has been the Damn Your Tall Podcast. Okay, bye. Bye.